Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, there's another management shakeup at Walt Disney World. Universal Orlando is reporting huge profits for the second quarter, and a Disney employee is charged with sexual assault. And the Diz Unplugged is celebrating its ninth anniversary this week. We're going to take a little trip down memory lane a little later on. Uh, and uh, also coming up, because I didn't put it in my script, sorry. Uh, coming up a little later on, Dustin and the team are going to talk about merchandise locations, doing one of his famous bracket shows about the best places to shop at Walt Disney World. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 833 for the week of July 27th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dustin West. Hello. Jenny Lindop. Hello. Teresa Eccles. Hi. Kathy <laughs> Whirling. Hi, everybody. And back in the production nook, uh, Rhino Clavin on the switch. Hello. And our associate producer, the lovely and talented Gregory Ann Williams. Hello. What was that? Gregory <laughs> Ann. Okay. Um, so it's good to be back. I, I haven't been here for a couple weeks. Uh, I was out uh, doing the Adventures by Disney trip in California and uh, San Francisco trip. We kind of married those together, ended up in Disneyland on the 60th anniversary. It was incredible. Uh, and decided to stay a couple extra days and kind of chill because I needed it Yeah. after I mean two really intense trips back to back both of them packed yeah yeah and like I really 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 underestimated what that was going to be like for me um, because apparently I am fat and old and I can't I can't do things anymore the way I used to so by the end of that backstage magic I was like in full on rebellion no I'm not doing anything I'm not showing up anyway I'll show up for the, the farewell dinner that's it um <laughs> I was tired. But anyway, it's good to be home. Good to be back. And uh, definitely have a number of things I do want to talk about in housekeeping. First and foremost, I want to remind everybody to uh, send us an email. Leave us a voicemail with your questions, comments, concerns about the show. Disunplugged.com over on the right-hand side. You'll see a nice little box that says Talk to Us or something like that. And uh, you can leave your voicemail right from there. It's a very nice feature. Do it right from your computer. Uh, or you can go ahead and send us some feedback. And the reason I'm making a point of that is because not next week, but the week after, um, you're going to have a solo show going up because no one else is going to be here. Uh, Dustin's going home to visit his family before we head up to Nova Scotia for yep. that Diz meet. And uh, the rest of the team, uh, my production team in particular, is going to be out in California for D23. So I've got, you know, we, we could do a show, but... I could teach have, you, Teresa, how to run all that stuff. We have to do, <laughs> oh, I want to do that. Put yeah, me no. in charge of control. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll just be doing a solo show. August 11th, that'll go up. And uh, also want to mention the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. It goes out live every Friday evening, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, every Sunday... 
uh, on Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com. Uh, the shows go up on iTunes on Mondays and Tuesdays every week. This week, uh, Mary Jo Mulatto Willie takes a day six drive to some of the beaches near LAX, and the team tells you what you need to know about the upcoming D23 Expo, which I know a lot of people are very excited about. If you're going to be at D23, um, we have a booth, a big booth, a huge <laughs> booth uh, on the show floor. So come by and say hello. Uh, Jenny Lynn, Craig, Rhino, Corey, Will, John, Kevin, Tom Bell, Michael Bowling. Uh, I think some of our other Disneyland correspondents are going to be out there. Tracy. Uh, Tracy Heinrichs from Dreams Unlimited Travel. All going to be uh, out there dancing and singing and <laughs> doing whatever you do on a, a floor at a convention. Um, also, uh, every Wednesday, DisUnplugged.com, The Trip, starring Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles. And what are you talking about this week? This week, we're going to do my road trip recap. I'm going to talk about the places I stopped along the way and for the locals in those areas, what they can do and the fun things that we did. You're going to tell the locals? <laughs> I'm going to tell the locals. Well, you know, if you're in St. Louis, you might backwards. know. <laughs> no. You know, the people in that general area, you know, because you don't never, sometimes you don't go to what's near you, right? You're always going off someplace else. So okay. I think it'll be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, right? Of right? course. We're on the show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> It'll be entertaining. I'm going to be up late tonight because I've, I've got to admit I procrastinated and I have to look through some of your Dustin. video. And I, and I imagine. You know, and he yells at you guys for giving him stuff at the yeah. last oh minute. And then gosh. when you don't, he procrastinates. So. But I am looking forward to uh, looking at your footage from that. It should be. But you see, that's his fault then. Yeah. No, that's As opposed to like okay. getting, it, getting it on a Tuesday night from yeah, YouTube. Look at it, yeah. I don't know because I didn't even look at it. Grace shot uh, most of it. So good luck Oh, Oh, wow. <laughs> It's gonna. Well, that's because I yell at you for recording while you're driving. I know, so it's yeah. Um, Just turning off my screensaver here. Uh, Also, every Thursday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, disunplugged.com, the Universal Edition of the Disunplugged, with Craig, Rhino, Jenny, Lynn, and Dustin. Craig, what have you got coming up this week? Uh, This week is a pre-recorded show that will go up Thursday at one o'clock because I will be out of state. But it is an email show with a lot of hijinks and shenanigans and. Good old fashioned. What the hell fun. goes on? <laughs> uh, we got a little loopy because Dustin had to leave for that one, so it just went down to the three of us, and we were tired after the first one. So, okay, it's interesting. I know that yes. feeling. Hijinks and hijinks, hijinks and shenanigans. <laughs> so that's what's coming up uh, this week on the various iterations of the Diz Unplugged, which brings me to something I want to talk about. While I was away, there was a news story talked about in our show regarding the Confederate flag being removed from uh, the American Adventure at Epcot. And uh, I understand it was a lively conversation. Um, We'll say that. We'll say it was lively. Uh, What I want to address specifically are some of the comments that came in from some of our, our listeners and our viewers that really offended me. Um, first and foremost, there seemed to be uh, this idea that an opinion could not be expressed unless John, Kevin, or I were sitting at the table. And I've noticed this before, that apparently the only opinions that seem to count are mine, to some of you, not, certainly not all of you, um, but the only opinions that seem to matter um, are those that come from either John, Kevin, or myself. And while I appreciate 
that our voices and our opinions are, are heard and respected. Uh, I do not appreciate that the opinions of anyone else in this room are any less important or any less viable than those expressed by the three of us. And unfortunately, John and Kevin couldn't be here today. Kevin's sick, and John had a business issue we had to deal with, so that's why they're not here. Um, and more importantly, I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me in some trouble with some people, but um, especially when those opinions seem to come from the women in the room, you guys have a problem with it. And I got a problem with that because I have some really smart, strong, talented women working in my organization and their opinions value are valued every bit as much as mine. I don't always agree with them. And I did not agree with everything said at the table. Let me be clear. I did not agree with everything that was said at this table regarding that issue. I have very, very strong feelings about the Confederate flag. It is a, it is a symbol of traitors. It is a symbol of racism. And it has no place in our society. That's my opinion. And had I been here, I would have expressed that. Not everybody at the table share, shared that opinion. Not everybody watching shared that opinion. The idea of a functional environment is an environment where 10 different people can have 10 different opinions and no one has to be wrong. I may not agree with your opinion, but I respect it. And I may not agree with the opinions of everyone in this room. One of the things that I think has made this show great over the last nine years is that all opinions are welcome, even the ones that don't agree with me. And if I can do that sitting here, I think you guys can be, some of you guys can be a little more understanding and tolerant and not be so attacking. And I was really offended by that. And I will defend every single person in this room and every single person that was on that show, even if I didn't agree with them. And so, like I said, some of it I didn't agree with. But an opinion doesn't just get expressed when I'm sitting at the table. I trust these people. These people do a wonderful job. These people allow me to go and do some of the things I need to do and I want to do, going and have the experience I had in San Francisco and California with a, a group of Dizzers uh, having an amazing time, and that we didn't have to not do a show because I had really good, competent, capable people, and I'm very proud of them. And I'm very proud of the job they did. I'm very proud of the job they do. And I'll stand by them, even when I don't agree with them. Nothing said here was so horribly offensive that somebody needs to be taken out back, as one person put it to me. So if you have a problem with people expressing opinions, if you have a problem with women expressing opinions, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. I don't want you in my audience. I don't need a big audience for this. I really don't. I don't make any money off this show. We don't do advertising on this show. This show is not a cost center in my company. And I'm not going to mute any single person sitting in this room because it may be a little controversial. So if you have a problem with opinions, this is not the show for you. And if you have a problem with women with opinions, this is definitely not the show for you. Done. Just so everybody knows where I stand. Thank okay. you, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate yeah. it. With that said, over to Dustin with the news. Well, I've got some housekeeping. Oh, you got some housekeeping? Yes. Good. Happy <laughs> you housekeeping. Come in. You should have come in before me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have. Um, 
That was my bad. I forgot about this one, though. Uh, on a happy note, uh, of course, we love doing things for Give Kids the World. Um, the Diz Give Kids the World Magic Band skins are now available at magicyearband.com. Oh, that's right. Uh, through the Diz official merchandise section that you'll find on the left-hand side of the page. Uh, they cost $7 each. Shipping's free, and 100% of the proceeds go straight to Give Kids the World. Uh, and they're really well done. I believe Will did the final design on the bands. Uh, I know so, Will and Corey worked very hard on those. Yeah, no, and they're they're amazing. So if you want to help support Give Kids the World and then also show uh, while you're walking around the parks that you support Give Kids the World, then uh, go out and buy one of these bands sir, for a really great cause. Awesome. Cool. And that's my housekeeping. All right. And now over to Dustin with the news. I will actually do the news now. And, uh, <laughs> the news is what I will be reading. The news is what is next from me. Okay, um, so the first news story is that there's another shakeup in management at Walt Disney World. I should have seen this one coming. I should have seen this one coming, but go ahead. Okay. Um, and I have some opinions on the matter as well. There you go. I do. You're not allowed to share your It's opinion. valid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Over the next month, Dan Cockrell, vice president of Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Phil Holmes, uh, vice president of Magic Kingdom, will be switching jobs. Cockrell has been in charge at Hollywood Studios since 2011, and Holmes has overseen the Magic Kingdom since 2001. This move comes soon after the announcement that Melissa... Valaket, former director of operations at Magic Kingdom, will be the new vice president of Epcot. Yeah. That, well, uh, my opinion is that Phil Holmes has been at the Magic Kingdom for quite some time. And um, it's interesting that he's switching with Dan Cockrell, who I see uh, having had him as my vice president as a cast member and was really great. Um, I definitely see him as a future face of, of at least Walt Disney World executive management um, moving forward. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's, there's two sides. There's two aspects of this. Not two sides, but two aspects of this. Number one, yeah, Dan Cockrell's being groomed. Um, he's yeah. been being groomed for a while. and um, I think that's generally a good thing. I like mm-hmm. basically I like Dan Cockrell. There's some things he's done he did at Epcot that I thought were a little boneheaded, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, I think he's very, very good. I certainly love his father, Lee Cockrell. Uh was a a great uh, uh, a great VP at, at Disney for many years. A good friend of the show. We've had him on the show a few times. Um but uh that's not the reason they're doing this. Uh Phil Holmes oversaw a massive Massive overhaul to the Magic Kingdom. Construction walls. He he is the vice president of construction walls, <laughs> um, and not because you know he goes and you know puts those projects into place, but he's the one that has to manage a park when mass construction is going on. And as we have been talking about for I don't know how many years, um, Hollywood Studios is about to undergo a massive overhaul. They want somebody in there because that mm. that overhaul is going to make the Magic Kingdom look quaint. Yeah. And I I don't know how he's going to do it. This is going to be a management challenge and we should all, if you're Catholic, go light a candle <laughs> uh, for Phil Holmes because I don't know how he's going to handle it because it is going to be extraordinary. It is going to be massive. It is going to be sweeping. It is going to be pretty much park-wide. Um, and I hope I'm right about all that, because yeah. Disney hasn't announced anything yet. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, I know I'm right. But 
the uh, how he's going to manage that park with basically a, a ride and a half um, yeah. open. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be it, it's going to be a challenge. And it also, if he does it well, could be could be huge for his career at yeah. Disney. I mean, when you can pull off miracles uh, at Dis- you know, as a Disney manager, that gets noticed. That gets noticed up the food chain. So I, uh, that's the reason the switch is happening, though. It's, okay. it's they need that makes sense. They need a VP yeah. that has real experience dealing with massive construction, you know, traffic interruption, guest issues, things like that, uh, in place, because they can't. I, I've said it before, and this is just this is proof that I'm right. They can't screw this up, and they know it. They have got to get this right. They have got to get this right. The stakes are too high now especially when we come up with our next news story about Universal's profits for the second quarter. I'm sorry if I'm stealing any of your thunder, but you're not doing a new show this week. So there. Oh, we already we recorded this story. But, well, I, but you didn't do it with me. <laughs> nope. Um, um, when they talk about, you know, we talk about this next news story, uh, Disney has got to get the Hollywood Studios project right, and they need the right guy in there. And, you know... It's got to be Phil Holmes. Not that Dan Cockrell couldn't have done it, yeah. but Phil, Phil Holmes already has. So right. why reinvent the wheel? And quite frankly, I think Dan Cockrell is much happier going to the Magic Kingdom where it's pretty much done yeah. Yeah. Um, versus having to oversee what is going to be uh, clusterfudge.com. <laughs> Clusterfudge. um, and, well, it's cleaned up for iTunes. Um, so that's my, that's my thought on that. But, you know, I think, again, we're, we're talking about two really good executives. So it's all good. It's all good. Kind of comes out in the wash. But I think Phil Holmes is the right guy to put in it's like, the studio. It's like they get a twofer out of the deal. Because Dan Cockrell then gets familiar with Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And, that and Phil Holmes is there at studios to make sure everything gets done right. And, and Dan Cockrell continues the path of grooming. Yes, right. exactly. Um, so, okay. I'm done now. Okay. Next. Our next story is that Universal uh, Orlando Resort is... Uh, posting record-breaking profits. Uh, the Philadelphia-based Comcast Corporation. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I sound like Craig on the Universal show. Sorry, buddy. Ooh, damn. <laughs> <Getting> <laughs> he up makes up his own words. Man. Uh, reported second quarter uh, revenue for its theme parks, including Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure in Orlando. Uh, they have increased point, uh, 25.7% to... $773 million compared to $615 million for the same quarter last year. And, of course, Comcast attributed the increase to higher guest attendance and per capita spending driven by the continued success of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley. Uh, the company's overall theme park operating cash flow also jumped 44.9% uh, to $354 million. When, I'm sorry, when did they open Diagon Alley? What year? It was a year ago, July eighth, twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Just had its one year. Yeah. Birthday. Just. Yep. Okay. Oh, just a month ago. Okay. Um, just uh, there's a lot of numbers here, a lot of increases, um, but Comcast executives admitted that they don't expect to see a fast-paced momentum of Diagon Alley to continue now that it's a year older. That's a natural expectation, as the growth will probably lower to something more realistic say, single-digit returns, and it may push Comcast to continue investing at theme parks to maintain at least a fraction of those quarterly returns. Well, let's... First of all, it's an interesting number because it does actually reflect 
what impact Diagon Alley had mm-hmm. on on the numbers. I mean, yeah, you're you're talking about twenty six percent increase in in revenue, but you're talking about a forty five percent increase in cash flow uh, on that. Which, trust me, for a business, cash flow cash flow is king, and uh, especially that kind of business. So not only are they bringing more people in, these people are spending more. And so that's, that's really good news. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, it's, uh, for some reason, I thought this was its second year. I don't know why I thought that. But um, given that it's its first year, yeah, that comparison is, is uh, no Diagon Alley to Diagon Alley. The next report we get out of them in October, I guess it'll be, uh, will tell us what opening, you know, its opening quarter versus its first year quarter uh, look like? Well, the thing with Universal is is we'll never, ever get a true, clean comparison of Diagon Alley this year versus Diagon Alley next year because they're always adding something, it seems, with Universal. There's always something new that is, you know, bringing people to the parks. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Comcast executives don't care as much about that as they do that that number is in the plus column. Yeah, that's what they want to see, and what they're trying to do is manage investor expectations right now by saying we're expecting single-digit growth, you know, moving forward with this, and that's smart. Smart lower expectations and then over-deliver, and then Wall Street goes insane, and your your stock price jumps. That's what they're doing. I think they know full well they're probably going to do better than single-digit, mm-hmm. um, because they've done. They you know it's not just about opening up an area of the park, opening up or adding a new attraction. That's certainly a big part. That's the draw. Once you get them there, you got to manage them. And you got to get them to come back. This is where Universal has done a brilliant job. That in creating the, it's almost a requirement now that you have a a two-park pass. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for a day. Because Everybody wants to ride Hogwarts Express and to get on Hogwarts Express. You've got to have a two-park pass. And that's certainly helping. The revenue from merchandise is certainly helping. But they're managing their parks. They're managing their resorts. They're managing their guests so much better now than they were five years ago. It is stunning. Stunning. Not just that, but the excitement, pride, and in personal investment of the people working there now is at a level I've never seen before. <clears throat> Do not ever underestimate that. Do not ever underestimate how important that is. It's an intangible. You can't have that on a line item in your quarterly report, but it certainly makes a lot of difference to what that number is. And those numbers are really high, and I would suggest that the attitude, feeling, and investment of universal, uh, what do they call them again? Team members. Team members uh, is probably higher right now than it is at uh, their counterparts at Disney, both on the ground and the front lines in the theme parks and in management. And so I think Universal's uh, lowering expectations for the next quarterly report or next year's numbers by saying single digits, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be better than that, and I think they know it. We'll see. But it's a great report. It's great to see. 
and it just kind of amps up the competition. It amps up the competition because at the end of the day, people look at, people don't always look at what's behind those numbers. They just see 45% in the second quarter, and then Disney releases their numbers, and, you know, their numbers aren't going to be that good. Wait till Star Wars land opens. Then come back and talk to me about what happens with numbers. But this is just all part of this great competition that's going on. Yeah. And I'm loving loving life right I'm now. I'm loving it. So, I'm done. Okay. On to the final news story. And just a fair warning. Uh, if you have kids or you don't want to hear a news story that's maybe not so magical, um, then maybe you can skip a few he- uh, se- uh, minutes ahead uh, from this segment. But our third news story is a suspect in downtown Disney sexual battery case is a Disney employee. Um, This one's rough. Uh, More details have been released in the sexual battery case that occurred at downtown Disney last week. Um, As reported earlier, the suspect Hector Herrera, 26, was arrested at his home in Buena Ventura Lakes. Um, The Orlando Sentinel is now reporting that Herrera was a Disney employee through, uh, though Disney declined to mention where he worked or how long he's been employed by the company, um, a company spokeswoman said he was placed on unpaid leave. This is where it gets a little rough. Uh, the victim was found in the early morning hours of July on July 16th lying naked in some bushes behind the House of Blues. Her clothes, purse, and a prophylactic uh, were found nearby. She remembered dancing at the club but couldn't recall any events after that. Surveillance videos showed Herrera talking to her uh, late at night just after her friends left the club. They began dancing, and he made sexual gestures. A few minutes later, they left together with the woman leaning on him for support held by the waist. Um, The police report says he confessed to having sex. He described her as stumbling with him out to his car, but before they reached the parking lot, she stopped him. After the heat of the moment subsided, he realized he had made a mistake. He says he tried to get her dressed but left her in the bushes when she was too out of it. He's a real real charmer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in the Osceola County Jail and posted $50,000 bail. All right. Now, I... Uh, how much trouble do I want to get in here? A um, couple things about this story, too, that were not read. Um, this guy's got... First of all, he's innocent until proven guilty. Uh, this guy has a history of drug-related... Uh, Arrests and mostly a DUI and marijuana possession. Um, and uh, quite possible he's got a problem. Uh, this, this young lady, from all accounts, was very intoxicated. Very intoxicated. Um, and, you know... I uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to say here, look, if you're going to go out and get drunk like that, you know, you're responsible for what you do. You're responsible. You know, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Number of times, number of things I did in my addiction that I would have loved to blame on other people. But the fact of the matter is nobody puts a gun in my head and puts a drink in my hand. I make those choices. I make those choices. Now, if this was non-consensual, I don't care how drunk you are. 
he's wrong and he goes to jail. Period. But who knows if it was non-consensual? She can't remember. She yeah. can't remember. Right. Don't know the motivations. And you know, it's you know the whole lying naked in the bushes thing doesn't look good either. But you know, if I wake up lying naked in the bushes because I was too drunk, very drunk the night before, and I'm not blaming the victim. I don't know that this is a victim here. I don't know she's a victim. It could very well have been consensual just because the consent is under the influence. Yeah. You know, it sounds like both of them were under the influence. Here's the deal. I don't think that this would even be making news if she had gotten dressed and they had both left. But or, well, no. or if he had dressed her. No, and, the, 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 yeah, no. Know. The, the, the above the fold the above the fold part of this is naked in the bushes. Right. Um, um, and all we would have had here was, you know, people have sex on security camera at Walt Disney World if that was the case. And otherwise, this would be a different story. But he had a split decision to make where he realized he had done something wrong. He tried to dress her, but then ended up scooting. Well, this is what he's saying, and the fact of the matter is there's also responsibility on the part. You know, if you're helping somebody out of a bar and you're having to hold them up by the waist, chances are you shouldn't have sex with them. Chances are strong. That's probably a bad decision because the person is clearly compromised. Um, Can we talk about just... Something else? <laughs> well, I just, well, that is true, but just because this is you know, a Disney show, what does this mean for the fact that it was at House of Blues and that he was a Disney employee? Look, there's, she was the Disney cast member, too, I think. Was she? I, I, uh, it sounds like it was service industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, that's, I think that's what it was. Look, yeah. when, I, whether it's at Disney or not. You know, alcohol is entered into the mix, and we don't know if it was just alcohol or other things, but um, alcohol is the assumption here, because it was at House of Blues, and I don't think they have a Coke bar. Um, but the the assumption is that, you know, two people got got drunk, and something happened. In a and, you know, where there's alcohol, this is part of what goes along with it when you serve alcohol. Now, that's not Disney's fault. Um, you may have you may have an argument to make that you know the bartenders are supposed to watch how much people are getting served, mm-hmm. uh, but it's impossible, especially in a, a busy place, for yeah, bartenders to watch everything. Industry nights at the hospital uh, at House of Blues is crazy. Yeah. I have been there because I worked in restaurants and that part that falls into their service industry night thing. Um, it's packed. You're like sardines. Yeah. You can't hardly move. So to be able to kind of, and it's dark. So being able to try yeah. to gauge who is in. No, it's tough state, for bartenders. I yeah, agree. That would be very, very difficult. Well, there was a um, security guard who saw it, ha- like saw them leaving, and he was saying that he thought about it, but he couldn't get over because he was his hands were like tied doing something else or something like that. So it was just one of those like side thoughts, and then this news story came out, but. But I want to say I had a friend who was in the um, the college program, you know, years ago, and um, we were all 21. And she um, is the first person in my life I've ever seen have this situation. But she wouldn't really; she can't taste the alcohol. So as she drinks, she just went from zero to like wasted. But I've also never seen somebody become like a limp body when they're drunk, and it happened out of nowhere. And so you know that could it could be one of those situations, but. The difference here is like 
we I made the right decision of like picking her up under the arms. We put her in my car. I brought her home. I brought her to the thing. And if I couldn't do it myself, I enlisted the help of the people who were at the party with me. And I said, my friend had too much to drink. Can we help her? You know what I mean? This guy could have called security. It's Disney World. There's well, security people well, everywhere. That was not his choice. Well, there's, that was a, not his intention. He uh, clearly had intended well, to have that's, sex that's, with that's her. That's what I'm saying. We don't, you know, look, there are so many details about this we don't know. I mean, again, the salacious part of it is naked in the bushes. Um, and so that's where it kind of gets its attention from. There are We don't know what all the details are. We don't even know if this wasn't consensual. And she can't say because she was in a blackout. And... Well, she supposedly went with somebody. So where was her friend? Because if I was with Teresa and she got that, you know, that drunk, I would yeah, not put me leave in that her part. there. Yeah. So what happened to the friend? No, if you were with Teresa oh, no. and she got that drunk, your first phone call is to me so I can come see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. videotape it and play it on the show. Let me just say, I had this, a friend that years and years ago when I was in college, a friend and I went out drinking. And we did separate, but she told I, I was ready to leave and she wasn't. She said, "Go on, I'll be okay." Okay. And you know, two days later, I'm going back in my car to try to find her, where she was. She was okay, but I'm just saying, the friend she could have said, "Go ahead and leave me." Well, she but could have. The yeah. whole thing, this whole thing, what is getting to me is it's on Disney property. It's not a bubble. Everybody thinks it is. No. And I tell Grace that all the time because she she goes to House of Blues all the time, to concerts or whatever. You know, she's not of drinking age yet, but still. Crap can happen yeah. sure. there, and you got to, you know. At the just, end of the day, when you drink, whatever happens is ultimately your responsibility. Um, I was drunk is not an excuse. It's a reason, just not an excuse. And that was something I had to learn the hard way. I'm responsible for what I do. I'm responsible for my choices, the choice to drink. And knowing, as an you know, as a sentient being and an adult, knowing that when I drink, chances are I'm going to get drunk, and chances are I'm going to make bad decisions. Now, I could sit here and go through the whole I'm an alcoholic and I have a disease. Well, that's true. Doesn't change the fact that I'm responsible for my 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 decisions. I'm responsible for my behavior. I have to be. And I think I probably have a slightly overdeveloped sense of that because I'm a recovering alcoholic, as opposed to maybe other people. So um, we don't know what all the details here are. But if, you know, this guy clearly made a bad decision, whether or not it was rape remains to be seen. But obviously the police seem to feel they have something because... Mm-hmm. He was arrested, and then uh, a judge ordered $50,000 bail. So the judge seemed to think there was something, something there, and there may be details we don't have here. But, folks, I think it's a, the, the takeaway message is just because you're at Disney World does not mean that these things don't happen and that these, these risks aren't there. Alcohol comes into the mix. This can happen. So, I just, it's a sad story, and it's a sad story. I'm done now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad we're done with that one. That's it for the news. All right. Yeah. Let's move on then to rapid fire. And Dustin, go ahead. I'm going to read some more. 
Um, we have uh, Disney Parks blog has actually released their first look at commemorative products for the 20th Epcot International Food and Wine God, Festival. It been 20 years? It's mm-hmm. 20 years, 1995, apparently. So, uh, yeah. I see a future Kathy mug in this picture. They oh, do. there's uh, lots of Kathy stuff in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they have released a lot of new. Wow, that stuff looks good. This photo is just one of like five or six that's on this post by Disney Parks blog. We'll have it in the um, show notes. Some really cool stuff. New Dooney and Burke, a really cool figment mug. There's a hat with a bottle opener on the brim. So how cool is that? Oh, that's going to be getting that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going there. Not going there. Uh, some really classy-looking uh, T-shirts and hats and stuff like that. And then um, it's just really cool logos uh, for um, the 20th anniversary of the food and wine. And it seems like they have just gone they've gone all out um, with the merchandise this year compared to years past where, um, you know, they would release a little bit here, then repeat it for the, you know, a couple more years and you'd see the same kind of designs. Uh, um, this is, this is all new stuff and um, it looks really cool. You know, unique pins, plates, glasses, vinyl mations uh, with the Swedish chef um, with the logo on it and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited for once the food and wine festival finally kicks into gear this year to, see what kind of uh, merchandise that they have and I've already got some things picked out that I, I've got to get awesome. I, I said I was saving my money to get all the figment items you know because yeah. there's the mug and the hat and the shirts and figment's on quite a bit he's on a lot of this stuff yeah so I'm hoping that's good news too for bad he's not in that ride more yeah. <laughs> yeah that that I would like yeah because I love figment I, don't get I hate it. that attraction Right. I love yeah. Figment. You don't get Figment? No. I love you, Kathy, but... She has no imagination. I don't. Maybe you just had to be at Epcot when it opened to get Figment. I mean... I don't think so. Okay. I love Figment. I'm sorry, Kathy. I don't look at me that way. I have a mission in life now. <laughs> I've been on the ride. It was a good... No. But you no. The old you ride? No, no, no. I never... No. You yeah, didn't do the old ride. Maybe yeah. that's what she's meant. I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah, you're Chayo. welcome. Okay, I have really great news for little girls that are ages 3 to 12. The Ice Palace Boutique is now open. Okay, what that means is at Hollywood Studios, you can get a Frozen makeover. There's three levels of packages. There's the Frozen Summer Fun uh, Boutique package that's $75. That means you get an Anna or Elsa shimmering makeup palette, face gems, nail polish, and a braided hair piece, and a photo opportunity. By braided hair piece, I basically, it, it is it's an get, extension. It, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a weave. It's, it's a braid, a thick one that's either you know reddish brown for Anna or it's blonde for Elsa, and they attach it to your head. I'm just noticing the girl in the Disney photo is a brunette, but she has a blonde ponytail. Well, and I was at the and studios. that was me when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the studios just um, on Sunday, and that is exactly what the little girls walking around Hollywood Studios look like. They have braids that are different colors than their hair. <laughs> so I guess they let everyone pick the braid color mm. they want. 
Um, the second level is the Ice Palace Boutique Package. That's $175. You get all the things that I just mentioned, plus entry into the Ice Palace Cafe and reserved seating for the sing-along and five guests along with the little girl. The um, Ice Palace Cafe is being called an immersive frozen-themed cafe with snacks that they can eat while they wait. Um, the third level is the Ice Palace Boutique Deluxe Package. That's $240. It includes everything that I just said, and the, the little girl gets to pick an Anna or an Elsa costume. And again, five guests along with her get the reserved seating and blah, blah, blah. So you blah. can't get the, the outfit and all without di- doing the reserved seating? Well, you, you could, but you'd probably have to go to another store to get it. Like, if you're going to do the whole experience. I don't really care. Okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> Some of them want the full experience. <laughs> Um, there is an alternate option where you can reserve an Olaf T-shirt and an Olaf-inspired glitter hairstyle instead. If oh, you don't want, guy. if you don't want Anna and Why Elsa, they put glitter in the boy's hair. When I was a Rhino kid. likes it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know you do. <laughs> okay, so Rhino if, farts glitter. <laughs> if you, uh, my son, don't tell you my want secrets. to book one of these packages, the number is four zero seven eight two seven. 7400, I can attest to the fact that there are many, many happy little children running around the studios as we speak after having visited this boutique. Does anybody know, does does Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique do Anna and Elsa, or is this the first experience like this? I think that they do do Anna and Elsa. I want to say yes, but they don't do this variation of it. Like right. everyone that goes to Bibbidi Bobbidi, blah, blah, that place, their hair gets pulled back yeah. in this tight like awful scary that way. stays for days to yeah. take away the wrinkles yeah. right. <laughs> so, I tried it at home it didn't work I mean I think that in the, and they do all the makeup the same and all that they can yeah. pick an, an, on our Elsa costume from right. what I understand but it's still that like so, you know <laughs> <laughs> so if your kids are frozen fans this is definitely the better option yes this Somewhat is casual more, option this is more frozen themed yeah so, yeah. Including an immersive cafe. Yeah, you get the an cafe immersive. with snacks while you wait. Ice yeah. cubes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, JL. Over to you, T. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. She wants to talk about the test track fight, I think. Yeah, nobody, nobody oh, brought that up today. What? There was a oh, fight yeah. at test track. Yeah. There was a in flood at test track. A no, fight, fight, Teresa. Oh, a fight. There <laughs> 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 was a Trust flood. Me, everyone would be electrocuted. <laughs> there was a flood. There was oh, a there fight. Was, was that what I saw? I kept seeing three people the bro- fighting at yeah. it. The lady hitting the, the other hitting lady with the umbrella. Yeah. What were they fighting about? She thought the one lady cut her in line. Cut her in line. So she beat her in the head with an umbrella? Like the penguin from Batman. It was, it was, the video was very Jerry Springer. It was classy. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> screaming, hair pulling, punching, cast member kicking. grabbing her like he's wow. the, the guy on the side. Yeah, that stuff mean, still happens. But they said that they said that neither yeah. one of them was ejected from the park. No one was arrested. Wow. No yeah. one was. Nobody pressed charges. All good fun. You know, yeah, the aggression out. <laughs> well, it's like Fight Club. They didn't call the police. <laughs> Thank you for your rapid fire, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy. Okay. Oops, Mine is you can now opt out of getting a magic band when you order when you. Thank God. Yes, so you can um, decide if you want them or not. You can also, if you have a split stay, you can decide if you want it for the second 
stay. They're not going to automatically nice. send it for the second one. That's sort of like good news, bad news, because I have like a whole basket of magic bands. Well, well that's it. As I've got... I've got 79 magic bands, not literally, but I've got a ton of magic bands. After we do the seven and sevens, it's... Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, I don't want this. I don't need it. I've got... I, I'm not going to wear, you know, this. I've got all my nice, like, you know... Special edition. Special edition ones and my ones from different parties and stuff. Those are the ones I want to wear. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to wear the gray one. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I I'm I I'm glad it saves the money anyhow. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. why waste the money right. to send it them out? The, the only potential problem I see is you know that the battery in there that wears out after a certain time. If you bring your favorite Magic Band and you get here and you find out it doesn't work, they'll like, get you another one. Well, I know they're going to get you another one, but then I can just see people going like, "Oh, I had to spend time now." You know, like it's another one of those you can't please everybody, but some people are going to be upset that they had to then go get a magic band. I'll look it over. Grace lost hers, and they wouldn't replace it. I had to buy another one. I thought I thought they would just replace it. If you lose it, no, 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 no. I think it's one thing if you're at the hotel. And that's your room key and stuff like that. They'll deactivate it. Okay. Give you another one because you have well, a reservation. Hers is an annual pass, obviously. But for that, no. Yeah. yeah no. Because you had to buy that in the first place, yeah. right. and that's your responsibility that's to what I told her. keep track Here's of the it. Card girl. Yeah. It is up and running because I actually just used the app yesterday. In fact, we I had to renew our annual passes, and you know you can get a new Magic Band mm-hmm. every time you do that. So when I went to the app. It did have an option underneath the um, the icon that said, you know, decline magic band. Did you so. decline them? Nope. No, want you want one. another color? I yeah. want another, Get another color. color yeah. I got orange this time. Oh, I did too on my last one. Okay. For fall. <laughs> I'm excited Stop being it. interesting. Okay. <laughs> Is that a good color on you? <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Rhino. Um, okay, so mine is about the Disney Channel original movie. Descendants, um, which is it a movie or is it? It's, a, a it's an original channel original movie, um, like High School, but musical. not a series. No. no, but it will be a series of films because I did watch it last night. Um, so now I know. Um, but it premieres on Friday on the Disney Channel. But um, I think starting, I want to say on the twenty fourth. Um, if you had the um, Watch Disney Channel app, which if you have an Apple TV, it's on there. Um, if you have. Uh, I don't know what else it's on besides like you, you can do it on your iPhone, iPad, whatever. I, I don't know where else. I don't know any of the other stuff. But <laughs> download the if if you don't have it, download it. Put in your information. You can watch the movie right now. It has like one commercial in the middle of it. Oh, that's cool. um. And I watched it so I could write a review or whatever about it. Um. And I wanted to know what all the buzz was about. Do you like it? Okay, the first six minutes of it are just terrible. Um, <laughs> But once the adult villains show up, who are like Kristen Chenoweth as Maleficent, Catherine and Jimmy, or Kathy and Jimmy as uh, the Evil Queen, um, once they show up, it it, it actually it, like it picked up pace, and I enjoyed it, and I actually found myself laughing um, at some of the jokes, like and not because it's terrible laughing, but because I was like, oh, that was kind of clever, and um, I would say I would put it on par with Once Upon a Time, like I I would say it was as creative okay. as it was but it, it does sometimes look a little i don't know what it is there's no restraint if you look at these costumes like they come from leather daddy island <laughs> there's just a little white-haired boy in the corner that's cruella that? Deville's son that yeah. the, the, the one to the left is mal that's maleficent's daughter evie is the evil queen's daughter and then the one on the end is jay is jafar's son um they're not original names N- very original, <laughs> juniors. But but it was a musical, which I didn't think it needed to be because I think there was a total of four songs in well, it. If you have Christian Chenoweth, well, you have to and sing. I, and I was yeah. just going to say, must be singing. Her number 
is fantastic. Like, I actually found myself wanting to go back. I listened to it when I was done watching it, and then I went to go look for it this morning, so if I could just download that one song. So it's not, not going to buy the soundtrack, just the single? Um, well, it, you can't get it till Friday, so I'm part of, like, an exclusive club, because I did that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do Thank it, you, guys. Ethel Mormon. Let's talk about it. I watched, I watched the preview, and... The preview was god-awful. And that was the first ten yeah. minutes. That was the first, like, whatever. So, if you can stomach it and move on, I recommend having a nice adult beverage if you're an adult watching it with your child or whatever. Well, are they single parents? Or? Yeah, they're all single parents. They don't have any... They're villains. They didn't find them. Stupid. What? <laughs> Craig does not approve. You don't approve? You don't approve, Craig? Weak spine spouses where they are. I-, I liked it more than High School Musical the first time I saw that. So okay. I- I'd say it's on par with that. It's Kenny Ortega, so... So, and Craig doesn't approve, so... Rhino will do his review. I'll, maybe I'll put out a review, too, and then I'll compare and contrast. <laughs> He's going to hate it. See, but you haven't seen it? I've only watched the preview. I have Bright House, and they don't get... You can't use the Watch Disney Channel app with that. Okay. So, so you if haven't seen it... If you're a cast it, member, you get it you, for free, too. You haven't seen it, and you already hate it. Oh, the preview. I mean, there's 16-year-olds humping well, and thrusting the air. <laughs> As okay. they're dancing. Well, oh my! We're we're okay. He just said the preview was god awful. So maybe why don't you wait till you actually watch it and try to watch it with an open mind? I try to I try to laugh and enjoy a little. Okay, bit blah blah blah. <laughs> Craig, but you're rapid fire. So uh, for all of you Martha's Vineyard or yeah Martha's Vineyard fans out there, we call it Martha's Graveyard at the Diz because it is literally the worst place you could ever this go to have a drink this, at Disney's this is, Beach Club. At this is the yeah this is the lounge at the Beach Club. Mm. which is kind of tucked back in a corner uh, away from the lobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you're walking the beaches and cream, there it is on your right. But Yeah, you'll notice it by no one's in there and there's cobwebs. <laughs> and it looks like the Haunted Mansion most of the time, uh, just less popular. So on August 22nd, from 2 to 3 o'clock, there is going to be a wine pairing. Um, a wine expert from the featured winery and a Disney chef will guide guests through the tasting uh, describing what to watch for. Three wines will be sampled, and this one, they say it's for San Sebastian Winery, but I've got to believe that it's probably more like Franzia or Sutter Home, something more on no, that No, they don't do that. Stop. <laughs> uh, the cost is $60 per person, tax and gratuity not included. Uh, you get a bottle of red wine to go in a lighthouse-shaped bottle, uh, and it can start Ooh. to be reserved beginning on August 3rd. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, everybody, for your rapid fire. Before we wrap up, I do want to spend a few minutes just kind of recognizing that uh, July 25th was the nine-year anniversary of the Dis Unplugged. Wow. Woohoo! And it's been nine years that we have been doing this show. And uh, <laughs> something I, I haven't done in a long time, I went back and listened to the first episode that we did. Now, I, I've, I've told the story before that... We'd had uh, other people that had been doing the show that I was paying, uh, radio professionals who were absolutely wonderful. Just the show itself wasn't very good. Um, that had nothing to do with them. That was all my fault. And uh, I, uh, you know, they had gone on vacation and we were getting horrible reviews. And I said, okay, well, let's do a roundtable format uh, while they're on vacation. What I didn't realize until I listened back to it. Was that I had actually I, w- I I was actually planning to do that as a regular segment, 
the round table was they were you know Nancy and Gordon were going to do their show that they were doing already and that we would also do as a segment each week the round table but the round table became very popular and so at some point I decided not to do it but I had completely forgotten that um, I'm listening to him like okay I don't remember that I wanted to do that but okay um, and it was just funny what we were talking about uh, the first the first that first episode it was you know about Matt we met leaving Disney and uh, of course uh, Bob was on the show uh, along with Corey myself and Ricky Pearson who was working for us at the time I uh, was a friend of Corey's actually they went to college together and uh, it just there's like no production value the audio is terrible no music or anything like no that no music no nothing um, that's because it was very last minute yeah um, I think we said it was mid mid October because that was the end of July and it was like sometime in October was the first time that the music showed up. Right. I tried a couple of different things, but I was going back, just like kind of listening to some of the the old episodes. We talked about Portofino Bay in that, and you know, it made me realize how often I say, arguably the best resort in Orlando, because <laughs> that on that episode talked about it, um, and I'm like, God, I say that a lot, don't I? <laughs> and also, you know, I always talk about Matt We Met. We, as I mentioned, we talked about Matt We Met on that Leaving Disney on that first one. We didn't know who the new president of Walt Disney World was going to be because it had been announced that Al Weiss was leaving for worldwide operations. At that point, we didn't realize that was where Disney executives go to die. Um, and <laughs> that we didn't know who was going to be named because we thought it was going to be Matt We Met. And Bob was the one who was speculating that's probably why Matt left, because he wanted that job and he didn't get it, and that was the rumor we were hearing. Um, and that was recorded, I'm almost 100% sure, in my dining room. Uh, at that point, there was no roundtable. We were not in what was... The original studio was back where the production nook is. I still can you, find can that you, hard. Can you switch to that? Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's not wide enough to see. There's a wall. So it ended right here where this door is. Okay, so yeah, where that door is. Oh, I, I can Actually, on the... Zoom, zoom us out, Dustin. Nope. <laughs> Wrong way. Okay, so you wow. see where the... Uh, where, where the... Uh, the, the ghost? What are we no, no. The light right switch. Right where the light switch is. Well, it's actually, no, it's, it's, it's right on the edge of the cork board. If those of you watching on the bottom, you can see my finger right here in this. That was all a wall. Oh, I see and that was a room back, that, back there. These were two bedrooms. We knocked this wall out to create the studio. And, but initially, <laughs> before we had even done that, um, you know, like I said, we, 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 we would sit in this back, this back area and... <laughs> but we didn't do that. I, I, I want to say for the, at least the first couple episodes, we recorded them in my dining room. Wow. And it seems like it would be very echoey in there if you were to record. Well, you know, we, well, you could, I, I mean, my audio was a little off. It was very, it was very poppy. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, everybody else's was pretty good. Um, but then we moved into it had a blue shag carpet. Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, it was very, it was very seventies. This entire house was very seventies when I bought it. Um, 
I spent a lot of money and do a lot of work because I love the house. I love the layout. But the 70s touches had to go. Um, but, uh, you know, then, yeah, we would sit, you know, John, Kevin, <coughs> Corey, Julie, Bob, and myself would just shoehorn into that little little room <laughs> and and do the show. And, you know, we've told the story before that, you know, if somebody had to go to the bathroom, everybody had to get up and leave. <laughs> Uh, Were you guys here when it was one room, or had it already no, been wide down? it had been two rooms, and the production nook was a wicker chair, a director chair, and a refrigerator. Yes. I remember we the wicker here. chair. Yeah. 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 We'd fight over that. Well, no, yeah. but it was when you came, I had already had the wall Oh, it was two up. rooms, yeah. 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 One room. It, right, yeah. it was one room, one bigger right. room. Um, a different table. And I, so I did this, I, I don't remember now. When I knocked this wall out, I don't remember if it was before Bob died or after. I think it was after. Well, I don't know. Bob died in April, right? No, we were already sitting in here when Bob died. That's right. That's right. No, we, on, we knocked that on wall like out. On like wrought iron, painful chairs. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, no, that's right. That's right. It was before <laughs> Bob died. Um, but, you know, I. It's funny because, you know, obviously, you know, nine years is a long time to, to be doing, doing the show and. and you know, when we come to any kind of anniversary, I get very melancholy and I start thinking back about, oh, this and that. Um, but I didn't want to make a big deal out of the ninth anniversary. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a great milestone, but, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at next year. I mean, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. 10 That's years. A big one. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. And, you know, I have nothing planned yet. Things are in the head, but I want to. I want to do something. I want to do something. I can't believe it's been nine. I can't believe it's been seven for Kathy and I. Yeah. It's just. Nine years. Nine years we have been doing this show. And, and I, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, I can remember sitting at home. I, I watched the podcast from the very beginning. And I can remember talking back to my computer like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. And if I was there, I'd say this, never, ever thinking that I'd be sitting here at the round table. And I can remember the first time I, I came into this room, um, I sat over there, I sat in Kevin's chair, and I did a review of the Wilderness Lodge. And it's like, you know, I couldn't believe I was here. It was like... September 3rd, yeah. 2008. <laughs> it's, it, you know... It's, she just looked that up. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, oh, how did yeah. you know that? Um, I was reminiscing and the other day and going back and listening to old shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was announced on the July 16th show. Of 2008. Eight. You were announced the week after that. Okay. And then I sat in the peanut gallery for two or three shows and through August. And then your first was July or September 3rd. And I came in the following week and talked about um, the Mickey's Not So Scary. Oh, wow. And I sounded like a little meek weepy little you were so I was terrified <laughs> I was like I don't want to do this don't make because he never when he hired me I don't believe you ever told me until I was hired and I was here in Florida that well, I was going to be mean, on the show it was a very uh, that was a time you know we were all in flux I mean we were still reeling from Bob's passing uh, that April and you know I know that we made a lot of changes to the show we were adding people to mm-hmm. staff and um I mean, Johnny Kevin went out and bought a car, and I was buying equipment, and it just seemed to be like we all needed a to do something on, yeah. with with what we were feeling. And uh, so, yeah, it was I probably wasn't part of the plan initially, but 
I don't even remember. I mean, that's the sad thing is that I just, when I went back and listened to the first show, I'm like, God, the number of things I forget. There's uh, a lot. I can remember that it was, um, we went, it was John, Kevin, Bob, and we met that one young listener at Animal Kingdom. It was when Joe Rody was. Yes, it was, we were, um, it was Joe Rody was there. It was the 10th anniversary, I think, of Animal Kingdom. That's when I had my interview with John for <laughs> this. And that's when Bob turned to me because Katie was sitting beside me and she was very quietly singing the songs. And Bob went, is she going to sing all those songs? <laughs> so that, that, that was like, you know, and then I says it was. But Bob would say it. Bob would say something like that with a certain a certain thing in his voice oh, that right, never right. sounded sarcastic. No, 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 mean. no. But that was on a Thursday, and then he died that, that Monday. Oh, and yeah. it's like, wow. And oh, I said, wow. that's when you guys were thinking about bringing me along, and then Bob died and sort of delayed everything. But Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I, it, it makes me think about, you know, the last nine years and, you know, how much the show has changed when I think about that first episode and sitting in my dining room and, we're terrified. Uh, John and Kevin uh, were on the following episode. The second episode was the first time John and Kevin showed up. Um, you kind of go back and listen to some of those, and it's just, well, make sure we put, uh, well, you don't need a link. If you go to iTunes, it's all there. Oh, yeah. it's the um, and, you know, but just going back and kind of listening to that first episode and hearing how different it is now, yet there's still elements, still that same you know, non-scripted opinion. We all knew each other. We were all close. We were all friends. I could hear it and feel it in that first episode. That still remains, I think, a core part of what the show is today. It's one of the reasons I think the show, from my standpoint anyway, is a good show, that we all know each other. We're all close. We, we love each other. We're extended family in here. And um, there is that, that comfortable mm-hmm. nature that we have with each other and that chemistry that we have together. And, um, you know, for all the things that have changed with this show over the past nine years, you know, it was really nice for me to feel like that's still intact mm-hmm. and that's still there. M- one of my f- stories that demonstrates how far we've come was after Bob died, we did a, um, a Dole Whip meet in Magic Kingdom and we took a group photo of everybody. And that was when John's there, you know. Nobody needs to know who I am, what I look like. Yeah, I remember that. And so I came home and I photoshopped the top half of John and Kevin out of the picture. <laughs> and, you know, I put bushes there and it looked really good. But I said to Katie, um, how long do you think it's going to take before people notice there's extra legs in the picture? Because I didn't take the legs out. It's too much work. And it was like a couple minutes later because everybody was so interested in what we all look like. But now, with doing the show, you know. Well, that was one of the big concerns when we decided to switch to go over, not switch to video, but add video into what we were doing was that, you know, John and Kevin in particular just were not thrilled with the. Uh, that for a long time but you know and i remember saying to dustin when we were originally talking about it john and kevin are gonna have a problem with this but when we brought it to them they were like okay yeah Yeah. it's time we're ready it's good um well at some point you have to say my picture need my face what i am i need to be there and that's the same way when you have small children you take the pictures and you're ever never Mm -hmm. in the picture and at some point, I have to have a record that I was there. 
Well, you know, it's funny. I was saying to Dustin yesterday, I have this amazing diary of the last nine years of my Disney life in a way that very few people have. That, you know, we are, you know, we don't talk about every aspect of our lives on the show. So clearly it's not a diary of my entire life. But, um, you know, for everything that I've done with the site and with, with, uh, with Disney, um, I have this incredible diary of over the last nine years, which I just never looked at it like that until mm-hmm. yesterday. And, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I have you, those of you who listen and watch, to thank for that. Um, you know, if we're just talking to ourselves, it's not a podcast, it's a conversation. Yeah. And uh, you guys have been remarkably supportive. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been an awesome run. It's been an awesome nine years. And, uh, you know, excited to see what the future looks like. And uh, if I were you and you were interested, I would keep that fourth week in July next year <laughs> available. All I'm saying, just keep it available. Not going to do a cruise, not going to do anything. But I think we should do something. Um, I want to do something. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Just between you and me. You know, maybe keep that last week in July next year. Because I think for the 10th anniversary, I'd like to do something. So that is going to do it for me for this week. Coming up next, Dustin and the team are going to talk about best merchandise locations around Walt Disney World in his newest bracket segment. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go to Disneyland. Have a good week. 